to the intentional bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey and welcome to another episode of the Intentional Bride. The Intentional Bride is a space that nurtures your heart in God's love and it's a space where you find healing, freedom, love and empowerment. So today's episode is titled The Bride Groom That Wept. And the reason why today we're going to focus on Jesus' heart for us is because the world is going through a really tight time and a lot of people you know separate from that are also going through you know tough times in their families in their situations and there's a heavy sense of what's the point of keeping on praying you know what's the point of keeping on calling on god and yet it doesn't change in fact it gets worse so god wanted me to share his heart on how he is weeping with us and how he does I, he absolutely feels for us and he absolutely, you know, is right there with us through it all. And he has been in this space of, of, of pain and disappointment with children before us. And I think it's so important for us to always go back to the Bible and reference times where we people expected God to come through and come through on time or in time or in their timing. And he didn't. And what impact that had for them. But if we were to take two seconds and look at it from the perspective of Jesus, I think that you would open your eyes when disappointment comes, when pain comes, when that which you have trusted in God for so deeply doesn't come as he promised or as you feel like he promised. What happens when that situation is dead? What happens when it's final and there's nothing else for you to do but grieve? but be hurt, but be disappointed. I'll read the death of Lazarus. In John 11, at this time, a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. Mary, whose brother Lazarus was sick, was to anoint the Lord with perfume and wipe his feet with her hair. So the sister sent her to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. So it looks like these guys had relationship with Jesus guys were even getting ready to wipe his feet with their hair so it was clear that they had relationship when jesus heard this he said the sickness will not end in death no it's for the glory of god so that the son of god may be glorified through it now jesus loved martha and her sister and lazarus so on hearing that lazarus was sick he stayed where he was for two days and then he said to his disciples let us go back to judea you know, my thing is, okay, so you've been told someone is very sick. So the, the instinct is like, hurry up, come. But for Jesus, he stayed an extra two days. Rabbi, they replied, the Jews just tried to stone you. You're not going back there. So there's also a space for where Jesus was putting himself, you know, in a risky situation to go back and come through for Lazarus. But Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? If anyone walks in the daytime, he will not stumble because he sees the light by the light of this world. But if anybody walks at night, he will stumble because he has no light. So that's a whole world. But we can unpack that. But we're not going to unpack that today. And after he said this, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. So Jesus was already aware that Lazarus was gone. 
But the disciples replied, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will get better. They thought that Jesus was talking about the actual sleep, but he was speaking about the death of Lazarus. So Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas called Didymus said to his fellow disciples, let us also go so that we may die with him. So my thing was, okay, so Lazarus, you are called, you delayed. Now you know he's dead. So what are you going there for? But let us just try and see it from his perspective. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already spent four days in the tomb. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, a little than a little less than two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them at the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Martha replied, I know that he will rise again on the resurrection of the last day. So this is Martha. She's pretty much has accepted her brother is gone. Mary is upset, upset. She's still in the house. She's not interested. But Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me and will live even though he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she answered. I believe that you are Christ, the son of God who came into this world. And for those who are Christians, you know that already this is the anchor of the whole salvation prayer. It's about accepting that Jesus Christ died for you. He resurrected for you. And because of this, you will have eternal life. That's the whole uh, process of salvation. After Martha had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside to tell her, the teacher is here and he's asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. So we, t- we see two responses. For Martha, the death of her brother did not change her position on God's ability in her life. But for Mary, she was a bit like, mm, okay, yeah, I'm coming. I'm going to be respectful. But the truth is, my brother is dead. So I, I'm consumed in that. And they were consumed on that death. And there was nothing else they could see. There was nothing else that they could figure out would make that situation different. Now, when Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him, when the Jews who were in the house consoling Mary saw how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary came to Jesus and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her were also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you put him? He said, come and see, they answered. And then they say, Jesus wept. My thing is, Jesus knew that this guy had died from days before. In fact, probably as he delayed in in the other city, he already knew that Jesus is not, uh, that Lazarus was not going to make it. But he said, the word that he released when he heard that Lazarus was going to die earlier, he said that Lazarus will not, has fallen asleep. I'm going there to wake him up. He says, this sickness will not end in death. But here we are dealing with the reality that Lazarus is dead. 
And so then he said, come and see. He said to the, those who are weeping, now he has an audience and they're like, come and see. This is where we've put him. Now the reality of the grave. They're looking at the grave and they're all crying. And Jesus has joined them crying. I don't know about you, but for me, I would feel like my situation is dead. If God has come all the way <laughs> into my space and he's now crying at my situation, you know, it's a mess. It's done. Um, it's a dead situation. So we all cry. We finish. We move on. But this is what was interesting. The Jews said, see how he loved them. But some of them were asking, like he loved Lazarus, but he's here crying. And yet he could make the blind see and all these miracles he's performing, but he couldn't keep Lazarus from dying. I had, I had the same question. I think I would have been part of that group. But as I unpack this word for this podcast, God said to me, I wept because I felt their pain. I'm empathetic. I feel your pain when your marriage falls apart. I feel your pain when you cry and cry about your husband and you cry and cry about your wife and nothing changes. And it's just disaster after disaster. I feel your pain when you go to work and you lose your job or business is not looking good and it's just going under and under and it looks like death is here. God wanted me to let you know he feels your pain. When you trusted in him, it was never an issue of trust. It was never an issue on his ability. It was your faith was on absolute 1000. You were sure you had stood on his word. You had said to everybody, wait and see what God is going to do for me. Wait and see this space because this God that I serve is a no-nonsense God. And guess what? The situation still failed. The situation still fell apart. And it's even become a public situation where people are coming now to comfort you in your mourning. It's shameful. It's become public failure. It's become public harassment. People now know. And when Jesus come into, comes into your situation, he's a comforter. He's a helper in that moment. But you didn't need that. You Did you need comfort? You didn't want comfort. You needed him to come through for you before that marriage fa failed, before the business fell apart, before it all fell down to pieces. That's when you needed him to come through. But instead, he's saying to you, show me. Show me the divorce papers. Show me the failed business. Show me the failed results. Show me that heart. Show me that pain. And then what does he do? He weeps. You know, you're almost like, so you've decided to weep. If you're crying, then what am I supposed to be doing? And this is a perspective that we need to see. We need to see God's heart for us. Jesus knew that this sickness would not end in death. But here we are, we are looking at death. What happens when you had God clearly over your situation. He said you are not going to die. He said you are not going to fail. He said this marriage will not end. This situation will not die. This job will end up in prosperity for you. Whatever happens and then here comes hell itself and death is facing you in the, in the face. And when you go to God for comfort, he's just weeping with you. He's just telling you it's going to be okay. When you inquire of him, he's just like, you know what, daughter? You know what, son? It's going to be okay. So he's joined you now. We are all weeping. It's a mess. But it goes on to say, Jesus once again, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone. Now this is where the drama starts. He says, take away the stone. Now, let me ask you, how many of you, if God came into your painful situation and said, you know what? 
you have been publicly shamed you have faced a lot of pain people said eh what akosana too and here they are the marriage has fallen apart and god says take away the stone take away the stone and this is what they they responded to him no lord by now he stinks it's been four days you're like no god the shame is enough the pain is enough there's nothing else to look at but death inside of that situation i'm never giving my heart to anybody else i'm never getting married again i am never you know i won't even work at the end of the day there's no point of trying i'll never open another business i give this thing my all i gave out my tithe i planted my seeds i gave it everything but it just fell apart take away the stone how many of you are ready to give authority to be vulnerable with the same god who's come and cried with you and now he's saying open that dead situation open that dead wound open and you're saying no it smells and he's like open and jesus replied and said to her did i not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of the lord i don't know about you guys but i know like martha I would have struggled. You cannot come into my painful situation, a place of pain, a place of place of failure and start telling me to roll away stones and telling me you didn't want to see the glory of God. Where was this glory when I needed Lazarus not to die? And now you're saying to me to open a dead situation. I have questions. It smells, it hurts. I've just successfully accepted that it's never gonna happen for me and you're saying open the stone so you know what they were obedient they went ahead and they took away the stone and jesus lifted his eyes upward and he said father i thank you that you have heard me i know you always hear me but i say this for the benefit of the people standing here so that they may believe that you have sent me and after jesus had said this he called out in a loud voice lazarus come out and the man that had been dead came out with his hands and feet bound in strips of linen and his face wrapped in cloth and this is where you know this is where i was like hey i fired a bit he was like unwrap him and let him go jesus told them unwrap him and let him go you see the thing about this jesus of mine he's come he shared with me so he's acknowledged me We've cried together. He's like, yeah, that was a mess, daughter. Eh, let's just, you know, that was a mess. He's he's done that process of empathy with me. Then he's come out and stood as my bridegroom and said, okay, we've cried, but now I intercede for you. Open, open, roll away the stone. And the stone is rolled away and he's called out my pain. And the thing is, he didn't call out my pain ordinarily. The pain, the very painful thing that I lost, the failure, the thing that I couldn't deal or face, my shame, everything that I couldn't deal with walked out of that grave. And when it walked out, he said, he did not just tell it to walk out. He said to it, unwrap him and let him go. So that that thing will never be an issue for me again. That thing will never hold me down again. That limiting belief will never be a problem for me again. That failure will never be a failure for me. If I remarry, failure in marriage will never be an issue for me again. If I open a business, my business will never fail again. If I have had pain in my past, shame in my past that has set me in a situation where it has ridiculed me and people have thought nothing of me, that will never be my narrative again because why unwrap him and let him go 
This is the instruction that Jesus gave to death. Lazarus will never die of any disease. And I don't know, they don't talk about Lazarus in, in much death, his depth after. He's not mentioned, but I promise you, I am very sure Lazarus did not die of disease. Probably old age, this circumstantial for its time. You have to come. Now, you know, literally, you have to come. God's heart for you is to understand that you are not defined by your pain. You are not defined by your disappointment. You are not defined by the fact that you fasted 40 days. You call out to him. You knew that he was going to come through for you. But still, that situation fell apart. You are not defined by that. You are defined by the resurrective power of God. That if you believe and truly believe that you will see God's hand in your life. That God will come in and call out that situation and call it out and command it to let you go for the rest of your life. If it's alcoholism, if it's addiction, if it's failure upon failure, if it's poverty, when God says unwrap him, let him go, that's final. I have seen God say unwrap him in so many of my situations. I know that I was supposed to be poor. I was supposed to live a life of poverty and disappointment. My family was never supposed to afford anything nice. We were supposed to be as mediocre or worse as it gets. Simple things like food, basic needs were supposed to be a challenge for me. But I saw God show up for me and say, unwrap her and let her go. And I have never seen poverty come closer to me. But I fought. I allowed him to go into that smelly space. He cried with me. We went through that process. We cried. We cried, oh God, only my husband knows how much we have cried. We cried. We cried out to this God and were like, this cannot be our truth. But then God said, Un- unwrap them and let them go. We have unlearned things that have come with failure. We've unlearned a lot of things that have come with disappointment. But what remains true for us is that God has set us free from those things once and for all. And that's why for me, my truth my one truth, anyone who knows me, my one truth is God is final. I don't, it's, not, it's not something that I'm cute about. It's something that I know that the God that I serve is as final as it gets. This is not about religion. This is not about um, which church sect you go to. This is about relationship. Lazarus was loved. You are loved. Whoever you are, Buddhist, mu- Muslim, New Age, Whatever you subscribe to, that is your business. As long as you acknowledge that God is above it all. And the God that I talk about is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is above it all. He is coming into your dead situation if you allow him. He said to Martha, Do you, did I not tell you if you believed, you would see the glory of the Lord? He would not have acted if they didn't let him access that vulnerable, painful space. They had to roll the stone. He didn't roll it. He probably had the ability to do it with his finger or push it himself, but he did not do it because you have to offer of yourself to him in that way. You have to be vulnerable of yourself to him in that way. If this is something that you're interested in, if this is like, you're like, you know what, I want this Lazarus situation for myself. I have some dead things, have some smelly things. They've been dead. They've been dead. But I need, you know, this God to come and say, you know, roll the stone. I'm ready. Roll the stone. I urge you to just open yourself. Take a minute. Close your eyes and say, God, 
come come invade invade my space open my space open my heart come into my situation i believe that you died for me and i believe that i will see your glory in my life i don't care what i face today i don't care what challenge it is i don't care what disappointment faces me i don't care that even after i listen to this podcast i'm walking out into something very toxic beyond this space but what i know is is that if you care enough for me to weep with me to walk with me to move my dead situations and cause them to have life and not only cause them to have life cause them never ever to become an issue for me moving forward i believe this for myself and i ask that you will come and set me free for all the days of my life and i believe that you are god it doesn't matter what i've done in my past it doesn't matter what i'm doing in my present it doesn't matter because there's no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus i ask that you set me free i ask that you set me free in your love in your peace in your empowerment thank you for tuning in and i hope you can make this space a home for your heart